We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. I don't know. On L.A., I just... I, for whatever reason, I want to feel like Josh Zardes is on the brink of a breakout. Um, he might be that late-game hammer on this slate. Oh, <laughs> that's crazy. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from Rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, please visit Rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and J.D. Basso. Welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire.com, joined by Skylar Redpath to discuss the gigantic four-game MLS slate that we have this weekend. Skylar, do you find these uh, slates with international absences easier or harder? Uh, it depends. I mean, I'd say in general a little bit easier because, you know, the casual player might not have as much of an edge as, um, you know, say some of us that frequent the MLS lobby. Um, but at the same time, you know, we're having to deal with kind of guys that we haven't had much experience with or haven't seen much. Um, we know we know enough, I think, to maybe have an idea of what lineups will look like. But come, you know, hour before each game kicks off, there's 
definitely usually a, th- a few screwballs thrown at us. So <laughs> it's uh, it's tricky. I'd say in general, though, then then yeah, I'd probably have a little bit of an edge over um, just the casual player. So I don't mind it. Yeah, I'd say there's you know you usually want to be available for lineups, but there are p- people who you know can set lineups on Thursday and they feel like they're good enough that they don't have to check them again. But like <laughs> international slates are always so tough. Um, just because we usually know who's missing, but that doesn't necessarily mean that everybody knows who's missing. And so there definitely right. seems now, to be an edge for somebody who, for everybody who's paying attention. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I think even on this slate here with the four games, I'd say just off the top of my head, there's at least half of these teams that their main set piece to taker is missing. So, you know, that alone, you got to kind of have an idea who's going to step in when those guys are out. Right. Right, and right. Uh, maybe we can hit on some of that on this podcast. Yeah, there we go. Uh, let's actually jump right in. The We've got, like I said, four games on Saturday. There are two at 7 o'clock Eastern, uh, one at 9 o'clock, and one at 11. Uh, the first one I'm looking at is Montreal home against Chicago. Uh, the impact will not have uh, Blirim Jemaili, who is with the Swiss national team. Uh, who's playing actually Thursday in a World Cup qualifier that people will still see his name if they're dying to play him. But he, with J. Miley missing, do you think Piotti takes over on set pieces or do they find some someone else to to take that role? Yeah, I do think it'll be Piotti. Looking at their box score from last game, uh, their defender, Daniel Lovitz, actually took one. Um, they had four totals. J. Miley took two. Piotti took one and Daniel Lovitz took one. So um, for me, then I'd, I'd probably want exposure to both Piotti and Lovitz mm-hmm. in this game. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, it's beyond that. Then I think uh, Patrice Bernier has taken some in the past. Ugh. So you got to, <laughs> you got to have, you know, that in the back of your head. That's very possible. If you, if you see him right. pop up and take one, um, I don't think Donadell is in the mix right now. So I don't think you have to worry about him, but mm-hmm. I'd narrow it down to those three with with Piotti and and Lovitz probably hovering to the top of my radar on that on from that game. Yeah, Lovitz thirty nine hundred on DraftKings is pretty pretty cheap for. I mean, there are some decent fullbacks on the slate that you know guys who have paid off uh, at some point. So it's not like I feel like the defender list is actually a little deeper than, or maybe it's just as deep as most weeks, but the other positions aren't quite quite as much um you think the fire can bounce back at all i mean we they were like the best team in major league soccer and then all of a sudden they went on this kind of really poor run of form and then i mean montreal we've seen put up some or allow some pretty big games so is this a week that david akam and schweinsteiger and nikolic all bounce back yeah i think it could be um they have been looking pretty pretty bad uh they've been looking really bad but at the same time like you said montreal hasn't been looking great they just lost three to one to toronto fc at home granted i think toronto fc are are just in top form right now i think they're kind of showing everybody the mls cup winning team they can be but uh i mean chicago is going to bounce back and this could be the game that you know they they uh, at least get a couple of goals and not saying they're going to come out and win it, but I could see like a 2-2 draw here, 3-2 either way. I mean, you mentioned Jamali being out for Montreal. Um, Simon is also out, one mm-hmm. of their main center backs. So I think that's going to open up some stuff for 
for a com. I think Nikolic is going to get some chances. So I don't mind um, any of the fire options in this game as, as bad as they've been. Hmm. Okay. And the fire are only missing Dax, I believe, which mm-hmm. is like a decent miss, but at least in DraftKings, we weren't going after him anyway. Right. Um, so I guess Janino probably moves in. Yeah, I think it'll be Janino. Um, kind of interested to see what they do with Mihalovic. He started last game but came off at halftime. Mm-hmm. Still finished with nine points. Um, he's been kind of minimum price. He's 3300 um, this slate. And he took several corner kicks, I believe, last game for him before he came off at halftime. So um, interested to see if he's back in the mix because at 3300 going to be hard to pass on somebody that's taking corner kicks. And I think he, he would probably stay on corner kicks if he's in the game. Right. Like he was taking them over duty. Who is, who is in the lineup? Mm-hmm. I think a com might've taken one. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Janino coming in that kind of throws things off. If, uh, Arturo, Arturo Alvarez comes in, that'll throw some things off. Um, you know, Janino is definitely the more defensive option there if they want to go that route. Um, but they do have some other options to throw in there. So I think Brandon Vincent is close to, I believe he trained fully either yesterday or today, I mean, Tuesday or Wednesday. So if he comes back, not that he's going to take a ton of corners, but that right. throws, throws the lineup into a little bit of a question. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have a problem with that. And just, I don't <laughs> really care if I don't, don't get to roster Patrick duty ever again. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's actually been, uh, fantasy relevant lately but it just i don't know it's he kind of teased us i guess with his first couple of monster games he had 13 and 23 and then ever since then it's just been kind of pedestrian seven six four it was two assists wasn't it that like yeah two assists yeah i think he had one assist and then the next game he uh had three assists oh oh, jeez 23 point game from a defender so course everybody's jumped on him the past few games and he hasn't been awful but just you know six or seven points for about five thousand he was fifty fifty six hundred last slate so it's not what you're going for no no that's not what you need um you like either goalkeeper in this or just too many goals going in and not enough saves um i don't know i might target uh somebody in the later game yeah Goalkeeper is tough on this slate, to yeah, be honest. Yeah. Um, it's really just kind of a uh, you know Jordan Cooper strategy of just build your lineup, see how much cash you've got left over, and kind of squeeze a goalkeeper in based off of that. Yeah. Um, looking at all four games, I can't say one goalkeeper that jumps out. I mean, maybe the later game in the LA Colorado, I might maybe trying to lean on LA bouncing back feel like they're in a good spot against Colorado, so Colorado's attack isn't too potent. Hmm. I might be looking at that one, but I don't know. We'll see on goalkeeper. Uh, Let's go to the other 7 o'clock game before we jump all the way to the L.A. one, but we've got New England home against Orlando. Uh, New England should have almost everybody that we care about at least. Um, Lee Wynn and Kai Kamara. Diego Fagundes looks like he's finally healthy again. Uh, they are going to miss Kellen Rowe with his uh, knee injury, but um, Lee Wynn seems like a pretty easy play, and I can't believe I just said that. But now <laughs> home against Orlando in the forward spot, even 9,300, seems like an easy one for me. 
Yeah, absolutely. If he starts, and I think he's a guy that you got to plug in at that forward position because he's taking corner kicks. Um, I'm just I'm curious if he starts. I don't think he started for the last two games, maybe. I believe that's right. I don't even know if he came off the bench last game. Um, so I guess, you know, maybe he didn't make the 18 just because they were trying to proceed with caution on him or something. But for a guy that didn't even make the bench, and I'm just – I don't know if I can – count on him being in um, might build a lineup around him and then maybe have a backup plan just in case he doesn't start because you know it's going to be that uh, first game of the slate there's two games popping off at the same time so that's one of them so um, at least we'll kind of know early on if he is in the lineup if not then I think Fagundes is the guy that you're, you're shifting your focus to yeah that's what I was about to say and uh, he also is available as a forward, so you're not really you're you're basically saving three grand there. If Wynn's not in, you can, um, you know, slot Fagundes in and have that three thousand to spend up later on in the slate. Yeah, Fagundes took all six corners they had last week, three mm-hmm. shots too, which that's what you want. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, it's almost like you don't want Wynn to be in the eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's see see what we can do to make sure he's not starting. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, what about Kai? I mean, you have a, we have a number of guys like Piatti is forward eligible as well, so mm-hmm. we have some of these midfielder forward guys: Piatti, Win, Akam, Carlos Rivas, who will be in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. Oh yeah, no Gio dos Santos, but he's been horrible anyway. Fagundes, like, where do you, where do you put Kai Kamara? Yeah, I like Kai. Obviously, more of a goal-dependent forward that you're you're rolling out there. So if you're building a cash lineup, you're looking for the guys probably like Win or Fagundes first, maybe a Carlos Rivas first in that same price range as uh, Kai Kamara. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Kai's actually been doing pretty decent, even without the goals. He's had uh, seven points in back-to-back games. He's had three or more shots in the past two games, so he's definitely knocking at the door, even if he's not finding net. Um, you know, before that kind of three-game dry spell, he was he, he had goals left and right. It's 19 or more points in three straight, so um, definitely can't not consider him on a four-game slate. I'd say I might be looking had a few other options before him, but he's probably top five forward on this slate for me. <laughs> top five in, in a slate that has basically six <laughs> right. or eight forwards. Yeah, if you can say that. I mean, <laughs> I, I think I named three of them off in the, the win, Rivas, and uh, Fagundes, right. and then Kai might fall fall in fourth okay. or fifth, somewhere there. So basically fifth of this game, not even of the slate. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Now that I think about it, and yeah, there's like four forwards here that are probably top Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, some of the top forwards on my radar. So, uh, speaking of which, what do you think about the Orlando ones? I mean, we have uh, Giles Barnes. You think he makes a big? I'm in- not Giles Barnes. <laughs> Tom Dwyer making the you shouldn't have left me off the U.S. team uh, revenge. Yeah, I like Dom's price a lot. Seventy five hundred. It's hard to ignore him. And I mean, Orlando City was they lost to Vancouver last weekend which you know I think pretty much just about rules them out of the playoff spot like I don't think they're mathematically eliminated but yeah but basically they're yeah it's it's about at that point and uh 
I don't know. I mean, Orlando was chasing the game, but they ended up with 25 shots. Um, Dwyer had three of those. You know, uh, Kyle Laren came off the bench for, I think, at halftime. So I think Dwyer's going to have his opportunities. I mean, New England's missing. I think missing some pieces in the back for this one. I think De La Maya is out. So I don't mind Dwyer in a, uh, in a GPP. Wouldn't pl- I probably wouldn't play him in a cash lineup. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Like I'd say maybe Dwyer is probably on par with Kai, but I might give Kai just a little bit of a, a nod based on the home factor. I was about to say, if it was in Orlando, you could be all over him. Right. I'd, I'd give, if it was in Orlando, I'd give Dwyer the, the nudge, but it's, uh, it's close there. I think you asked about their forwards in general. Like Rivas is definitely a guy that's on my radar right now because he's been cash relevant without scoring goals. He's hitting double digits, five shots last game, six crosses, 11 points. And that was, I think he was the one that uh, was sacrificed at halftime for Laren. So um, if he starts, then I think he's a fine play. Hmm. But Again, I'm not really sure what's going on there with the uh, halftime subs. Yeah. So. Thinking of Kaká at all? Possibly. What's he priced at on this slate? Because you know he's going to be on sets. 7,000. 7, yeah. It's not a bad price for somebody on set pieces. I just, I'm questioning, kind of questioning Orlando City's motivation this game. Yeah. I mean... New England's got a lot more to play for. I'm just questioning if they're even any good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the my problem are... with them. No, Orlando. Orlando, yeah. They, I mean, they've, yeah. They haven't really shown much, and I think Kaká's kind of at the heart of that. So it's hard to say with him. I mean, yeah, he's your set-piece taker for 7,000, but what's that going to get you? Like, right. what's, what's he been doing lately? Yeah. Kind of that thing. There's already talk of the whole, like, how he's leaving or his contract's up at the end of the year. And uh, who knows if he's going to come back or not. He wants to come back. So we, I'm thinking, like, well, you know, he's playing for a contract. Maybe that makes me feel a little bit better about him. But Yeah. I don't know. Seems like he's just kind of going through the motions right now. Right, right. Which you don't want to see for fantasy purposes. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> uh, next up is 9 o'clock Eastern. Dallas hosting the Red Bulls, two teams that everyone thought would be elite this year, and neither of them have been that great. Um, in fact, Dallas has just been awful recently. The Red Bulls seem to be getting their way out. Um, the Red Bulls have Kledgeton and BWP available, which is certainly helpful. Um, in fact, I don't think they lost anybody that we would be considering, at least. Um I guess Kamar Lawrence, Kamar Lawrence, but um, they seem to be, you know, they've got enough defensive depth, I feel like, but like, what do we make of Dallas? The, it just seems like they are actually missing a number of people, but even if they weren't, like, could you trust them? It's always tough. I think uh, against New York Red Bulls, it's, I've said it so many times on this podcast. It's just hard. Like both of these teams are teams that I try to avoid in general, but I feel like you kind of have to, on a four game slate, you have to find some value in this game. And, uh, 
Kleshin at eight thousand. That's a really good price. It jumps out at me for sure. Yeah. Um, BWP not so much. Eighty five hundred. Like I might even be willing to try and find that extra five hundred for a Rudy. Mm-hmm. Um. Not saying BWP is a bad play at all. I just you know my home bias and feels like Dallas is on the brink of a breakout. Not sure if it's going to be this game with them missing so many players and playing against the Red Bulls. Um, but I just I don't want to be without some of those guys when it happens. And I think Arudi's kind of at the the top of that list because definitely has the ability to to go off for a couple of goals. Yeah, I don't know what um, to make. I don't know what to make of the Dallas midfield because like Mauro Diaz hasn't been playing enough. Um, Javier Morales pretty much never plays. Yeah, um, but he came on and never had an assist. Yeah, That's he had true. an assist last game. He had 18 minutes and took four corners. So something to watch for, I guess, with all these absences. Like I if guess. Morales is in, then <laughs> I don't know. I mean, at 5,200, yeah, you got to consider it. Yeah. Uh, you were talking about, was it Luis Gonzalez? Yeah. Uh, actually, JD kind of caught my eye because he had him ranked fairly high for a guy that's only – he played seven minutes in his MLS debut last weekend. And that was enough for JD to go all in. <laughs> yeah. And the guy's definitely got a, you know, a nice resume and he's kind of, it looks like Dallas are going to be counting on him down the stretch. Um, which kind of makes me wonder what they're going to be doing with Diaz. But, um, 4,300, if, if this guy starts, then it's a little bit of a dart throw, but, um, I think Dallas has is, is kind of got some big things in mind for this guy, so I might be willing to, to uh, throw him out there and just see what happens. Hmm. Yeah, it's not like you're losing that much if he ends up being a bust. Yeah, and again, like he's, uh, I think he's the type of player that Dallas is looking at to run their attack down the stretch. Like They just signed him within the last, I don't know, two or three weeks, so it's kind of like they're in panic mode. Right, he's he's been scoring goals, um, I guess in Venezuela, so um, take that take that uh, with a grain of salt maybe, but still like forty three hundred on a four game slate. If he starts, then definitely will will grab my attention. Do you like Rudy at nine thousand more than Barrios at seventy six? Um, think I like Barrios just yeah. a little bit more, especially with. Acosta being out, not knowing who's going to be on set pieces. When Acosta was in and out of the lineup, then Barrios was stepping up and taking some of those. So kind of feel like he has a little bit of a safer floor at this point, even though Arudi has not been bad, even just like floor based off of shots, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're discounting last game, which I think he only had two points. But in general, I'd, I'd probably take the savings with Barrios and uh, – you know, count on him maybe hopefully stepping over a few corner kicks and whatnot. That would be nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, either goalkeeper in this one? 5,200 and 4,300. Let me see. I was thinking Robles uh, wasn't so bad. But the Red Bulls, have, you know, who knows? <laughs> right. I mean, I think Gonzalez is a good play, again, just based off of hopefully maybe Dallas kind of getting it together. But at the same time, like, 
he's probably going to get peppered with some shots here. So, I don't know, 5,200, though. It's kind of just going back to what I was saying earlier. I'm just going to build a lineup and see how much I've got left. I'm, I'm not on this slate. I'm not going to get too wrapped up in playing a home, home goalkeeper. Right. Yeah, I mean, if there are no clean sheets, then it almost doesn't even matter. Yeah. But it seems like the one most likely to happen is this last game uh, kicks off somewhere around 11 o'clock Eastern Galaxy home against the Rapids. Uh, like you said, the Rapids attack hasn't been that great. Uh, I'm not even sure who starts in goal now for the Rapids. Like Howard's gone, McMath is hurt. DraftKings has this guy, John Burner. Mm-hmm. I guess this kind of proves the whole, it doesn't even matter who the guy is. <laughs> <laughs> You're just taking the team keeper. I mean, right. I think it's going to be him. I think he's he was on the bench um, last weekend when Howard mm-hmm. started, but which Howard, of course, is called up with the with the U.S. national team. Right. So I think it'll be Burner, which I don't know a ton about. If you do, feel free to uh, sell us on him. But <laughs> I know he plays <laughs> goalkeeper for the Rapids, and that's about it. Um, but the Galaxy are without both Dos Santoses. Dos Dos Santos, um, as well as Nathan Smith, who may have gotten a start but got sent off last week. Um, I mean, the Alessandrini thing, I guess he missed last week because um, his girlfriend gave birth to their daughter, son or daughter, whatever it is. Um, And so theoretically he should be back, but he really hasn't been that great. And on this slate, like... Do you pay up all the way at ten eight for Alessandrini for a Galaxy team that has struggled and ha- is missing two of their better players? Yeah, I, I definitely will be paying up for him um, on a four game slate. I mean, I don't know how you can say he hasn't been doing great. Like he hasn't been scoring, I guess you could say, but he's still been DraftKings wise, he's been pretty good. Yeah, that's fair. That's um, fair. fourteen. Well, he didn't start, I guess. Or maybe he did start uh, the last time he played. He only played 24 minutes, so yeah, there's two points there. But before that, 14 crosses, four shots. He didn't score assists, but he still had 17. Um, nine crosses before that, and then 21 crosses the game before that. So. Yeah, that one was pretty good. Yeah, so it's like, I don't know. I'm looking at uh, looking at like football scores here, just in his <laughs> crosses alone. So, yeah, he's. He's probably at the top of my list on this slate. I just the thing with him, it feels like the last like three of the last four times that he's been kind of a guy I build my team around. And of course, it's the last game, and then he's scratched, and you're left with yeah. like two or three thousand dollars left to spend at, you know, <laughs> spend up on who Jai Cesardes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's if I you... guess. If you have your forward spot open, too. You, it, or I guess, yeah, Zardis can go in the midfield. I take that back. Right. Ugh. Um, well, that's the point. Yeah, well, that's I kind mean, of my guess... point, though, is, like, if you think the Galaxy can handle the Rapids, is Alessandrini really the only guy that you can rely on? Kind of. I mean, <laughs> I think you, I think there's some value in their defense. Like, looking at Ashley Cole at 3,700, I mean, it doesn't sound attractive, but... He's been serviceable, I'd say, like when he's not getting red cards. Um, you know, he's had five or more points the past three before that, which isn't great, but isn't terrible. Um, 
I think maybe uh, Bradley Diallo is going to play again since Smith is out. Yep. So he had a nice goose egg last time out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You might be right. I don't know how many Galaxy players you can actually rely on. Like John Kempen might be a guy that I'm looking at in goal just because I'm not huge on the the Rapids attack. And kind of crazy looking at Kempen's game log. He's had... 11, 12, and 17 points the last three games. Yeah, he's been awesome. Although one, he, one of those was a penalty. Didn't he right. make a penalty? Yeah, he had two I think of them. He had right? two, yeah. yeah. But regardless, he's he's allowed five goals the last you know, two games combined, yeah. the last two games, but he's hit double digits in both of those. That so. is pretty impressive. Making a lot of saves for sure, just because the Galaxy defense is trash right now. Right. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Those those are the the probably like the safest plays for me. I don't know if you can really consider those defenders a safe play, but thirty seven hundred, I don't think they can hurt you too bad because there's just not too many attractive options at defender on this slate. Mm-hmm. And we we skipped over a couple though. Just backtracking a little bit, I think Grana is probably worth paying up for on this slate. Yeah, he looks FC Dallas outside back. He's had just multiple crosses the last several games. So um, I'd pay up there. And then, uh, I don't know, on L.A., I just, I, for whatever reason, I want to feel like Jossie's Zardes is on the brink of a breakout. Um, he might be that late-game hammer on this slate. Oh, <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, I mean, it, like Kevin Doyle is probably a more realistic late-game hammer. I mean... I'm not saying it's good, but look at his game logs. Like Jossie's had six, five, and six the last three games, and he hasn't done anything. He's taken a few shots here and there, but for 5,400, like five or six points, and then if he scores on top of that, you're looking at 18 to 20 points for 5,400. I don't know. I just, he's still on my radar. I'm not gonna. Um, <sighs> I'm not gonna build around him. But if I I'm working on a GPP lineup, and I have 5,400 left in that utility slot, then it's probably going to be him going in. Oh. <laughs> I'm, like, looking at the list of other guys that you could probably take. I'm like, man, Kosu's not really that great. Uh, Deleu, who knows if he'll even play, meaning, you know, he may not even right. start. Adoro is even further down the list, and... No. Salazar is one that's that we didn't touch on earlier, yeah. but he's a decent value. Yeah. And with, uh, I think Montreal are missing a couple of pieces we mentioned, so I think he might be back in the starting lineup. Hmm. He had seven points last game, and he didn't have a goal or an assist either. So mm-hmm. 13 the game, or the game that he played in before that. So 4,900, then yeah, Salazar is a pretty good value there at the forward spot, but I, I, I still like Zardes as that late-game hammer. Oh. I'm going to stick with that. All right, you're going to have to. Be <laughs> thousands of people who listen to this podcast and hear that. They're all going to play him. Um, to go back to the New England game, do you think Christian Nemeth gets uh, any play in time? Man, honestly, I don't know what they're doing with Nemeth. That's I, weird. I mentioned him uh, a couple weeks ago, and J.D. said just that they – he saw where they were proceeding kind of slowly with him, just making sure he's up to speed before he gets gets in the mix. So I don't know. Um, I guess it would be at the expense of 
maybe a Juan Aguidelo or Kai yeah. if he does, which we didn't mention Kai or uh, Aguidelo's name, but he's actually on my radar for this slate too. I mean, he hasn't been doing anything, <laughs> <laughs> but on a four-game slate, like it's going to be one of those kind of under-the-radar guys that pops up with a goal or two and right. wins these GPPs. So I think uh, if you're looking at that Revs Orlando game, you got to look at him. You might have to even look at a guy like Teal Bunbury, who had a couple of goals before this last dud. So you probably aren't getting three of Piatti, Alessandrini, and Win. So which of the th- which two of those three would you would you want? Alessandrini and Win. Oh, and Piatti. Interesting. Yeah, but out of this. I think we'll kind of have our minds made up when lineups come out because I don't know if – I just don't know about when. I don't know if he's going to start or not. I mean, I'm going to kind of – he's – it seems like all signs are pointing that he is going to play, but I just – I don't know if I can count on him starting. So until I see, like, something concrete, then I'm probably going to be building lineups with and without him, but not – not just like counting on a Lee win 20 point game like he's he's shown up with this season. How much do you consider Fagundes even if win starts? Mm. I mean 6500 is not bad to uh for a forward throw spot. him out there especially like with Rowe missing out. I think Fagundes is going to have to do some more of the heavy lifting and the attack. So I'd yeah, I'd still consider him if I wasn't uh Set on saving a thousand by playing Zardes. Oh, <laughs> I can't go any further. I, I refuse. All right, to that's, uh, I to won't say Zardes anymore. Any more airtime to to that possibility? Uh, if anybody has any follow up questions of who to play instead of Jassy Zardes, you can hit up Skyler on Twitter at DraftKicks. You can find me at Rotowire Andrew. I guess I probably should have noted at the beginning that JD wasn't joining us. JD's at a wedding. He's the best man in a wedding this weekend. So, JD, if you're listening, hope you have a good time. And, Skyler, I, I hope you find a different late game hammer. But if not, good luck this weekend. Hey, good luck. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment 
and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.